Blessed good morning to everyone and welcome to another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Carlos Brown. Here's what's coming up on the show. I simply call it the guest menu for January the 13th. Charles Edmond joins us uh, for the entire show. Following uh, Charles will be Coach Van Petaway in our number one. A.D. Willow Brown joins us in our number two, and Robins Bowplan, former Southern University punter. His eligibility is up. Boy, I wish you had him a couple of more seasons, but uh, he'll join us in our uh, number two. Here's simply what's trending on the Carlos Brown Show. Southern University basketball, both on the women's and the men's side, they got it done in the SWAC and conference opener. Texas Southern hires a new football coach, finally. But it's not who you think it would be. And then last but not least, under what's trending, number three, Andrew Body finds a new football home. And I must admit, it caught me by surprise. We'll talk about that and more on this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. Bring in Charles Etman and Coach Van Petaway. Gentlemen, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you guys look very happy. Both are going to be on a broadcast and swag basketball. So let's get right into it. What's trending? Southern University opens up the conference season with uh, two, and I mean two, big wins at home. Coach Petaway and Charles, you want to start off on a good streak. The Jaguars got it done. Yeah, they protected their home court. Now, that's what you want to do. Uh, a lot of times when you start the season off, that gets you off to a good start. But, you know, I sort of predicted that Southern would be okay because, you know, they had a great non-conference schedule and they won some games during that non-conference schedule. So they basically had some momentum going into the conference season. Well, serving, um, keeping serve at home. That's the most important thing. And uh, what else do we talk about? On the road. You know, trying to split those games, play uh, 500. Um, good morning to everyone. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Good morning to everyone in the uh, chat room as well. We appreciate you. Um, guys, Southern University 64 to 45 over Texas Southern. A 19-point victory uh, leading the way. Uh, Genovia Johnson with 13 points. Charles, it seems like Genovia's been that Southern for about five years. <laughs> yeah. He's been there a while, but um, yeah. you know, comes from a Outstanding high school program, won state championships there, get a tournament championship last year with Southern University. She would be, she's a kind of equivalent coach, Petaway. You might, you might find this interesting. Obi Trotter. I, she reminds me yep. of, uh, uh, <laughs> she reminds me of Obi Trotter. I mean, wow, just very aggressive and um, just high IQ and just a very good basketball player. Well, that's good. A lot. Of, that's what you need a lot of times, and especially at the guard position. You need somebody that that uh, can control the game, 
that can get their team into the right sets and uh, control tempo. That's what you look for. And then uh, the second part of the uh, home opener against Purview A&M, man, 84 to 56. And, and Charles, I'm just going to say this now, and I've gotten people that give me text messages, and I know some uh, Purview alum, maybe a few watching right now, man, Purview got hammered on the road, and, and it, it's tough. We always talk about how tough it is to win in in this conference on the road, but boy, two blowouts yeah. on the road. But um, could Purview women be in a situation? No, Carlos, it's still it's still early. We we can't push the panic <laughs> panic button. But just disappointing um, blowout losses on the road. Yeah, um, I, I think. For Prairie View fans, I think it may be time a little bit to hit the panic button a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, Charles, that's it. I'm the one hey. who panics. You're you're even Stephen. <laughs> well, I, I am even Stephen until you're not even Stephen. I mean, when, when you get your head handed to him like this, and look, the hire of Coach Pew leaving Southern, going to Prairie View, you know what she did at Southern, but it has not panned out. And, you know, you start out conference with these two bad losses and not just losing in the matter that you lose. I think there is some concern if you're a Prairie View fan. I mean, Coach Pugh's had the pieces. There's no doubt about it. I think, you know, she's good with getting talent, but do the pieces always fit? And I think right now you're looking at a team that is struggling to score, struggling to stop people. And that's not a good recipe. Coach Pugh likes to slow things down a little bit. And to have these losses in the matter, you're not scoring a lot, but you're giving up a lot. It's it's a little bit concerning this early in conference play. Coach Petaway, former right. coach what? in this league, what, what what's the recipe? You don't panic, but um, you need to really get this thing straightened out quickly. Right. You know, if she hasn't had any major injuries and things like that, then, yeah, there should be some concern because when you look at the non-conference, uh, you know, they didn't do too well in the non-conference schedule. So that's a big indicator that things may not – you may not have the t- type of squad that you think that you do. So uh, I think PV Nation, they, they they do have to be concerned right now. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of monitoring the chat room. Edwin says – he said, I saw someone say that Prairie View, I guess women had out three players. But uh, yes. but but still, that's that's concerning. I mean, wow, just just two blowouts on, on, on the road. And I'm, I'm going to expand that a little bit, Carlos. You've got new leadership in athletics at Prairie View A&M. Director of athletics, yeah, that's what you yeah. mean, right? And so you, you, you know how that goes, Carlos. Not saying anything's going to happen, but you know that when you have a new AD, they're looking at everything. And so, mm-hmm. you know, with conference play, you expect better play. And two blowout losses, even though you got some players out, you know, that some people would look at it as that. Some would look at it as something else. So that's just something to, just to keep our eye on here as we go forward. But definitely a tough start for uh, for Prairie View for sure. Yes, it, indeed. On the men's side, Southern University, their top score on the men's side uh, did not play. Um, boy, they had to eke out a tough victory against Texas Southern, but they were able to get it done. Coach Johnson in his um, first conference game coaching in the SWAT, uh, 58 to 51 over Texas Southern University. And then, boy, that guy, Tyron Joseph, 
didn't start, but 21 points against Prairie View, and the Jaguars blow out Prairie View, 79 to 58. And you know Prairie View, what's their staple, Coach Petaway and, and Charles? Defense, right. defense. But man, Southern University, I, I, I'm not surprised that they won, but I am going to say I'm surprised by winning by 21 points against an always, uh, you know, tough Prairie View uh, and them team. Yeah, I think that was a big statement. Uh, but once again, you 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 at home, and remember I told you last week, I thought the Southern with the way they played that they would probably be able to come out and protect their home court. And that's what you got to do. Carlos, if you, if you got any hopes of trying to win a championship, you gotta, you gotta win at home. And then, you know, if you, even if you just split on the road, that normally puts you in the top three or four. So uh, Southern did what they had to do, but you, but you knew this was possible because of the way they played in the non-conference schedule. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they played tough, man. They, they won some big ball games in their non-conference schedule. So, we knew that the pieces were there. And then I think one of the other things that you can help look at when you talk about Southern, look at the production that he gets from his bench. You know, uh-huh. you know that, that's what they're known for. He's so deep. And, and, you know, I remember talking to Coach Johnson about this. You got to be happy because you got so many people that are contributing on the team. And a lot of it comes from the bench. So when you have an injury or you get into foul trouble, you should not drop off that much because the kids uh-huh. are accustomed to playing with each other, they're accustomed to having those different rotations on the floor. Carlos, there's nothing like confidence. There's nothing yep. like confidence. And last year, you know, Alcorn beat Wichita State, Stephen F. Austin in non-conference, that got a lot of conversation. And albeit we lost the first conference game last year like we did this year, you know, we, we bounced back. But when you have that confidence that you can win away from home in hostile environments, the first-year coach, let it just – just let it fly. And I think that's what Southern is doing. I think to me from afar, Southern's playing with a lot of confidence. They're at home. They're exciting. And, I, you know, winning is contagious. Losing is contagious. And when you win games like that, in the manner that they're winning, it's just going to do nothing but help the confidence of that whole program. Well, I'll take that confidence. But I still will say, um, if, if Coach Johnson's on the show right now, I know he wouldn't be satisfied. Um Going on the road, can't um, look ahead, but then I'm looking ahead, Bethune-Cookman on Monday night. But then before then, fam, you, even on the women's side, going on the road, let's see. I, I You know, I feel good, but I don't want to be too ecstatic. Yeah. Because what? It's a long conference season that actually moves pretty fast if you look at it. Yeah. Um, so with that, my school, my university. I guess I'm bragging a little bit there. So excuse <laughs> me. Southern University gets it done on the road. Topic number two was trending. Whoa, Texas Southern University hires a new football coach. We're gonna we're gonna hallelujah. Switch, switch get, yeah, hallelujah. But I was just surprised. Surprise, surprise. Charles, you dropped your head there. Uh, um we, we got a few pieces before we get to our first timeout, but um, I, I got the release. Two-time NFL Pro Bowl selection, Chris Ditchman comes to Texas Southern University after 13 successful years in the NFL and 19 years of coaching experience at the collegiate and professional levels. I'll just quickly go through this. Uh, he earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Purdue University, was drafted by the Houston Oilers in 1988, 
He also played with Bubba McDowell at the Oilers. Um, eight years with the Oilers, two years with the Commanders and Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, Dr. Kevin Granger, says Chris Dishman is an experienced football coach whose accomplishments as a player and coach makes him an excellent choice to lead our football program into the future. I'm kind of shocked, but now I will say this. From the outside looking in, somehow I always seem to like to say that. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised, but I'm just kind of feeling a, a certain kind of way for Coach McNair. Coach McNair now is without a job for right now. But rest assured, I think he will be somewhere in this conference pretty soon, if not 2025 before then. And uh, I'm kind of peeking the eye at uh, Coach Van Petaway there. Huh. Alabama and them. Why do I think that? Let me stop right there. Because Alabama and them has a football coach. But Coach Petaway, I wonder if um, there's any heat in Huntsville for one Coach Maynard. Well, I, I we I haven't heard about any heat being on our Coach Maynard, but you know, Coach Maynard, you know I'm not trying to get you in trouble now. Look, he just re up. You know, remember he just re up two years ago. So I understand. And, and, and I'm gonna be honest now, since I've been here at Alabama and them, I know of only one time, one time that mm -hmm. a coach did not finish out his contract uh without the where the university paid him, and that was uh Cooper. When Cooper left. Uh, he had yeah. about a year left on his contract, and they paid him off. So here at A&M, we're not used to uh, buying out contracts. What they'll do is they'll wait it out. Uh, they'll go ahead and let your contract in where the university does not have a financial uh, obligation. But I, I was just really surprised that uh, Texas Southern took as long as they took. And then uh, for this coach to seem like he came out of nowhere uh, to get the job uh, that, that – it's going to be a way to see what kind of staff would he put put together. Uh, you know, it, it's good to have the NFL experience, but just because you played in the NFL doesn't mean it, that you that you it translate into being a coach. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think uh, a lot of times, especially on the basketball side, we know of all these these guys who were great basketball players, NBA players, but they didn't turn out to be great coaches. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. just because you you played the sport at the highest level, that does not automatically make you a great collegiate coach or yeah. coach, period. Yeah. And Charles, yeah, I'm well, looking in the chat room, and uh, uh, they're saying they – some of them say they just kind of knew it had to be a, a, someone of this caliber that they wanted this type of coach. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, Um. you know, for me, it got kind of quiet after the whole McNair and Andre Johnson thing. And, you know, I saw a post on social media a couple of weeks ago. Someone suggested I wouldn't be surprised if the TSU board went a totally different direction other than what we, what we expect. And it got quiet crickets and you kind of knew that something was coming down the pipeline. And who knew it was going to be Chris Dishman. I was shocked. I think a lot of people were, you didn't hear his name come, come out of the social media world. So they kept that one close to the best. Um, and so, hey, we'll see. 
Um, I think Texas Southern was determined to to get someone with some pro experience one way or the other. I think that, you know, I saw a comment there. I think they definitely have have solved that. And we'll see. We'll see what Coach Dishman does. Looking forward to talking to him at media day. But I, I, I bowed my head because personally, knowing Coach McNair and knowing everything he's probably been through and how this has played out for him or hasn't played out for him, that's that's where my heart is. And just the fact that right. how did, you know, what Coach McNair left out basically in the cold. And so I'm. I, that's why I, I hold my head down because you know he's a young he's a young coach. He's in his mid fifties. He you know he wants to get back in this thing, and and we hope he does. But just to have that happen, and we don't know if if really it was his gig. We don't. I mean, all that still out there to be determined. But I just hate that for Coach McNair because of what he had here, and then what he didn't have there talking about TSU, if that's in fact the case. So that's why I held my head down, because I hate that for him personally. But TSU has a coach, and we'll see what happens. Right. Well, well, now, Charles, the only thing that I, that I didn't like about the whole situation, to me, if for Coach McNair to uh, step down from all corn, that means that he felt pretty good that he had the job at Texas Southern. And, mm. and I think somewhere along the way, I think it was implied that he did have that job. And that's part of the reason why he uh, he did step down from Alcorn, and I just think that's that that's wrong, and I don't understand that, man. I, I don't understand that, and I know if uh, on the legal side, I know he's got an attorney, I know he's got an agent. Somebody should be looking into that, because I know if I left a job, if I resigned from my job, one job, I wouldn't do it before I had I had assurance that I have another job, and mm-hmm. so I, I think they might be, they might have to look at that. And then uh, with Coach Dishman coming in there, the name I kept hearing was Andre Ward. And then remember they say Johnson withdrew his name. Uh, so, you know, that, that that's just been a, a total fiasco out, out in Houston. And and then uh, something similar has happened down at FAMU. The athletic director, she's made a pick. And then the, the alumni and some people and maybe some board members are getting involved saying no. Uh, we're not going that route right now. So it's it's kind of difficult out there to, to be a coach in today's society. And, and an AD. Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult right now to be an AD right now. What you talked about with AD Sykes as well as Dr. Granger. I mean, I, I, because at the end of the day, if these coaches don't work out, who's going to be blamed? Whether right or wrong, the AD, is they're, they're going to be pointing fingers at the AD, even though the AD might not have had a direct hand but who's the overseer of athletics, the athletic director. So whether we like it or not, right or wrong, whether the AD was directly involved, maybe a little bit, maybe a lot, who knows. But if the football coach fails, they're going to point the finger at whom? Well, the president the fo- and or the AD. So I, I think that's that's kind of where, where we are, and mm. we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, we're scheduled for a timeout, and let's do that because, oh, boy, I could go somewhere with that, um, but I'll come to a timeout, but I'll come back to that. And then Andrew Bonney finds a new football home. But uh, let's take a timeout. When we come back, Charles, I, 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 I have a commentary, a short one about who gets the blame. They'll point the blame everywhere but at themselves. That's what I've learned. And I've seen being in this conference, in particular Southern University, I'm not shocked that 
how these things go. But let me take a time out. We'll come back. You're watching Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. When you're looking for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics, there's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, Charles Etman, and Coach Van Petaway. Andrew Bonney finds a new home, Alabama State. Now, I'll just quickly say this. It seems to be an outstanding fit because if we look at Alabama State the last couple of years, we know defensively they've been very strong. But what have we kind of had a discussion on offensively that was their shortcoming now andrew body a terrific athlete terrific quarterback now he comes in and boy i saw it on social media he gets out of a nice it uh, looks like suv yeah. pull, pulling up to montgomery alabama and once again as in the case of dishman and body i've never really shocked or surprised too much but twice in the same period i was surprised charles yes definitely surprised i'm here in montgomery and um you know i'll get some of the temperature of of, of the room as the day goes on but you know i'm happy for andrew body um he, he landed he's here and uh that's and you're right the biggest question for alabama state hasn't been the defense it's been quarterback play they've had a quarterback or two transfer out so we'll see what kind of scheme and system that Andrew Body gets in front of him, and will his skill set fit the scheme and system they have here? Because we've seen flashes of good things from Body. Now I know on social media there are a lot of people that say Andrew Body he just don't impress individuals at all. 
I, I've seen, yeah, there are people that say Andrew Biden wow. to me ain't it. Yeah, oh yeah. If you just look through the comments, people are saying Andrew Biden just don't do it for them. That's just individual opinion. But I wonder where I, think, I wonder where they are a uh, Charles. Are they? I wonder if that's uh, some people that are expressing that are some their 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 team in the conference is not <laughs> Texas. Southern Alabama yeah. State, if you get my drift. I, I I get it. I get it. And even when he was at Texas Southern, there are some people that liked him, some that said, you know what, they just don't see it. And I think that's what wow. you're saying now. Some people say they just don't see it. But, hey, a fresh start is a fresh start. I think we've seen some of the tools when he's healthy. And so, you know, for Alabama State, you know, I, I'm not completely sold that they're ready to make that push towards the Eastern Division. I mean, they were inconsistent last year. Here, they lose to Miles. They beat Southern. They give Alcorn game away. They lose to Prairie View. You know, they beat a and uh, they they beat a and a Hail Mary. I mean, so I don't know what to expect from Eddie Robinson's team. But maybe Body will help them get over the hump. Who knows? I'm not ready to anoint them in that top tier of the Eastern Division quite yet. But it's a nice pickup, and 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 we'll see how it fits into the scheme and system. Yeah, but but gentlemen, don't you all think that this year? We went body going over there at Alabama State. Even before he made that move, I, I think the, the uh, SWAC championship was up in the air anyway. I mean, with 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 Coach leaving Florida A&M, there's no clear cut favorite. You know, this thing is wide open, and 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 now Coach McNair is not at all corn. So this thing is is wide open. It, yeah. it, whoever whoever can come out of spring practice. And 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 out of fall count without a lot of injuries, I think that'll be the team that'll probably end up winning. Uh, and when it comes to football, because yeah. there's no clear cut favorite in my eyes now. I don't see. It. Yeah, I, I I I agree with you on that, Coach. Because you you, you don't know what Jack or Jackson State's been kind of quiet. And, you know, they got to retool that roster with all the Deion's players leaving and some transferring out now. They they got to find a, a serviceable quarterback. Uh, FAMU, you know, no more Musa. We'll see what happens there. So you're right. I mean, the East is really the whole swack. The East and West is wide open. You don't know what previews got, even though they they won the West. So I agree with you. Uh, the West is wide open as well as the East. But, you know, I, I just think that body can be a difference maker if if everything fits well offensively for, for Alabama State. Well, I was just saying it was a good fit. Now, Coach Petaway and Charles, I did not crown Alabama State up at the top. I didn't even yeah. mention who, because as you stated, it it's so many things that have to take place before even the season gets. I just strictly put it that that seems to be a, a great fit based on what Alabama State was kind of lacking offensively. Guess what? I'm going to be brutally honest. If he made the choice to come to Southern University, and he did mention about, you know, hey, the excitement there, guess what? I'm throwing my hands up. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. Would I say Southern would win a championship? No, but I'll say that anyway. I spent the championship every year. I'm delusional, I know. <laughs> but by the way, if Andrew Body chose Alabama and them, I bet you Alabama and them. Alum would be happy with that choice. Yeah. Right. Now, Charles, for those who said, oh, well, you're not impressed, I'm impressed because I saw firsthand what he did to Southern University. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll leave yeah. it. I'll leave it there. That, to me, on paper, seems to be a good 
pickup. But yeah. I like and, and look, the last time we saw Body at Sphinx Castle Stadium on our homecoming, you know, we had a bunch of turnovers, but Body was Body was very manageable then. So yes, we've seen some good things from Body. We've seen glimpses of good things. And mm-hmm. you know, for Alabama State folks, I'm sure they're hoping to see a lot more of those good things here in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Well, very, very um, a good pickup for uh, Alabama State. So Southern basketball wins in their conference opener. They kept serve at home. Texas Southern hires a new football coach. I think we all kind of surprised at who they chose, but uh, Dr. Granger, hey, now he gets it done. Now, before we went to that break, you say if it doesn't work out, right, Charles? Coach Petaway, let's look at it. Who's going to get the blame? We know who's going to get fired, the head football coach, if it doesn't work out. So the AD has a part in it as well, right? Although, no. let's let us let us look at it, Coach no. Petaway. Go ahead, Coach Petaway. Go ahead. No, no. In this case, mm-hmm. if, if, if I was at Texas Southern, if I was Coach Dr. Granger, no, this was not on me. Because you turned my guy down. I gave you my choice. So if this does not work, this is on you all. That's on the president and those board members. They did not accept his choice. Right, right. That 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 that's true. But guess what? They're, they're not gonna um they're not gonna get let go. They're not gonna fire themselves. So it's gonna go back to the AD. So that brings up the question. And again, I use for an example, at, at one point, Coach Baines came on the show and said he had the ability to make a direct hire. Now, this time, I don't think that was the case. Dr. Granger, he had his original choice. That didn't work out. They went to another direction, right? So I'm saying this. I guess I'm being facetious. If an AD, if it's in a job title to make the hires and, and he goes before the board and let them go through the process of letting them know what they're doing, then it should be on the AD. But in a lot of cases, it's not. And we see that. I'm agreeing with you, Coach Petaway. I'm agreeing well, with you. Well, Wheeler Brown said it a few weeks ago, and I think he gave a pretty good scenario how sometimes the AD has to fall on the sword. And, and there may be situations where he may disagree with the administration and vice versa. But at the end of the day, the AD has to go along with the recommendation of his superiors. So at the end of the day, I think that if this does not work out, just like at Florida A&M, the biggest hire that they'll ever have to make to this point in athletic in their athletic history is this football coach. And I know we're kind of pivoting on that, but when it doesn't work out as far as a football coach at a football school, you're only going to get so many bites at the apple in hiring a football coach because at some point they're going to blame the AD. And the AD is the one, even though there's a board and there's levels to all of it, unfortunately, the AD is going to be the fall person, whether we like it or not. So I think, you know, I know Coach Petaway believes that it's the board, but as you said, Carlos, the board's not going to recuse themselves. They are part of the process. They're going to blame someone when the heat's on them. And who are they going to blame? It's either going to be the president and or the AD, one of the two, if not both. So the coach gets fired. The AD, in some cases, get fired. But Coach Petterwell, we know. And, and they will say they don't get involved in the day-by-day operations. 
that is proven to be a lie right. in most cases. Um, Connors, they got receipts now. They, they, Granger has receipts. He knew who he wanted. He was put on hold by the board. Mm -hmm. So when, when so when it comes to evaluation about this new hire, I will make sure that is well known, well documented that this was not my choice. You all overruled my choice, and they need to fall on the sword this time. Yep, and, you know and, it's and, not going to happen, but, no, but they, they won't do it. But in the public eyes, they know they know that Granger had wanted to go in a different direction, and and all, and, 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 and mm -hmm. he appeased them by going along with them. Yeah, you know we were being facetious on one of the shows, saying, "Well, you know what? Just eliminate the director of athletics, or you know." Yeah. Just eliminate, eliminate the position. I, I yeah. think Willa Brown brought it up because if you're not allowed to do what you need to do, then, then why have it? Why have it? But yeah. back to Coach McNair. I, I, I think he will land uh, somebody in, in, in the chat room said, you're starting mess, Carlos. Yeah, I was. I, I, I'm guilty. Um, I was trying to See if Coach Petaway would fall for the bait. But he <laughs> fall he, for he those who don't. Yeah, he wouldn't. But uh, but you know, I I could see him somewhere. I could see him in Huntsville. I could see him in in different places. I don't think, just my personal opinion, I don't think he will be out of a job long. And, and look, in the, in the chat room, people are saying people have been texting me, man, would Coach Graves hire him as a an offensive coordinator. I don't know. Pride is a big thing. And what I mean by this coach, by the way, he's been a head coach. He's been a position coach. He's been a coordinator. Um, it may be best for him to just, and I don't know financially the situation, to just sit out a year and, and just observe and then, you know, find, uh, find another head coaching job. I think he will get it. But I don't know if he would accept being on um, an offensive coordinator anyway. Right, but a lot of times you have to you have to put uh set your ego aside. See, that's just like me. Mm -hmm. People ask me, would I have ever gotten back into coaching? Yeah, and it and it wouldn't have to be a a, a head coaching position. I will go, I will be an assistant yeah. at in the right situation. Okay. I, I I would do that. You have you have to put you're not gonna always be a head coach, and you have to remember that. And then, like with me, I started out as an assistant. So the, my ego is not in my way. If I wanted to get back in coaching and there was a right opportunity as an assistant, I would take that. But, yeah. but in Coach McNair's case, I think his resume is to the point where I like, I'm like you. He will be back in coaching. I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, but I would hope that if a coordinator position came open, he would accept that until he can get, you know, to get a head coaching job. But yeah. this uh in this day and time, you, you can't have an ego, man. Yeah, you cannot have an ego. That that that's just like look at all the different coaches that were head coaches that went down and tutored under Coach Saban at Alabama. Mm -hmm. this, this man has had he has resurrected careers of countless of head coaches by bringing them in as analysts, working up under him, finding out how he's doing things, and then they leave him. And go and go back and get a great job. Yeah. So ego, you got to put that ego down. 
I, I think personally, Carlos and, and Coach Petaway, I, I think Coach McNair, either way it goes, I think he's fine. I think just the the, the nature of how this went down, I think he's he'll probably emotionally step back for a minute, but he's a coach. And when you're a coach and you're young, I mean, he's in his 50s. He's yep. nowhere close to being done. I, I think that grind and just that that athletic itch, regardless of what sport it is, you want to stay in that until something tells you that you're not. So I do right. think Coach wants to get back in it. You know, there was rumors out there way back that maybe uh, Coach McDowell at Prairie View was looking for an OC or something like that. That was out there on social media for a second or two. Don't know if there's anything to that. But I think Coach wants to get back in it. But he's got to heal from what has just happened because I guarantee you it, it's it's hurtful for what has happened to him in this situation. And how do you move past that and, and get ready for the next phase of your life? That's going to be the important thing. But I do think McNair wants to stay in it. I think his record speaks for himself. Yep. And uh, I think he will land. It's just a matter of where and when. No doubt about it. I'm very confident in that. We're going to take a timeout. Uh, Coach Federway, we have you for the rest of the hour. When we come back, we'll kind of go into our SWAC basketball report, uh, recap some uh, some some big games, uh, look at the schedule for this week, and then um, pick out uh, the game of the week for Saturday and even Monday. I'm very interested in a, in a game Monday, but some, some good games uh, as well. We'll take a timeout. You're watching the Coles Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the science machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Time to call a credit repair company to fix my credit. Hold the phone, man. You can do it yourself with Credit Versio. That's way too hard. Call the credit repair company. Most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time, making it slow and expensive. You won't figure that out for months. <laughs> Ignore him. Credit Versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus, finds the accounts that are hurting your score, and guides you through the entire process. Anyone can do it. Let's fast forward and see the results. Wow, I fixed my own credit and saved hundreds. You can do this. Visit creditversio.com. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. -E 
Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. edition of the Carlos Brown show right here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm, I'm smiling now because Willa Brown is <laughs> <laughs> John is AD Willa Brown. Um, Willa, before we get into uh, our, basket, our swag basketball uh, uh, recap, our basketball report, uh, somehow I get the feeling you have something to say. <laughs> 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 well, I, but good morning, I can, sir. I can, I can say this: the the conversation was lively. There's no doubt about that. And you know, while I would agree with Coach mm-hmm. Petaway in terms of who should take the heat at yes. Texas Southern, <laughs> we all know. <laughs> you know, like like I said in, in, yeah. in previous shows. You know, that Granger's going to have to own the pick. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's his pick. And it, it's going to fall on him yep. if, if it's not successful. But I, I think right now it's it's a recipe for disaster. Uh-oh. No fans and buts about that. And uh, if, if I'm Granger, before all this went down, you know, and the same thing with the girl at uh, fam you, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes you got a campaign for why you're going in the direction that you're going, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and Granger's, uh, defense, you know, my thing is I would have harped on the, uh, head coaching experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and, and to me that, that would have been the deal breaker, the bottom line at the end of the day, 
You know, these kids deserve somebody that has been in that seat before, you know, that, that knows left from right, that sort of thing. And, you know, I'm doing them a disservice if I bring someone in who's A, never been a head coach before, B, never been a coordinator before, you know, so they really have no idea in terms of not just football, Carlos. We all know football. We all know X's and O's, offenses, defenses, and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. The thing that gets us in trouble is the issues outside of, of football, outside of the X's and O's, you know, APR and, 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 and recruiting and, you know, grades and, you know, things, things of that nature. You know, what happens if a kid blows up the dorm at three in the morning? You know, and, you know, just just those hypotheticals, you know, that really make or break, you know, a, a head coach. And, you know, same thing at FAMU. If I'm the AD at FAMU, I would have floated a, a Gibbs name out there ahead of time just to kind of test the water. Sometimes you got to stick your toe in the water, see how cold it is before you jump hmm. in. You know, it just seems like to me, you know, maybe she just jumped in. You know, this is my guy. This is who I want to go with. You know, that sort of thing. But and sometimes you got to bounce these things off of people that you trust, people that you know, mm -hmm. people that are in the know, you know, and kind of get a feel for what they think, you know, as opposed to I'm the AD, this is the way I'm going, and, and this is, this is going to be it. You know, I mean, I know that, you know, there's some smoke over, you know, two guys that are at FAMU that the kids want, that sort of thing. You know, number one, the mm -hmm. kids don't run the program, you know, mm -hmm. and neither do, the, neither do the alums, you know. But while you want to listen to what the kids have to say, there's no doubt about that, you know. But you want to put out there uh, what your criteria is. You know, and the fact of the matter is, I think you guys will be better served with a person who's been a head coach before, you know, on the college level, not necessarily a high school head coach, you know, but somebody that's been around the block for a little bit, that sort of thing. And, you know, I, I just think that's a better fit for you guys. And ultimately, you know, you'll probably see it the same way as time moves on. You know, so, hmm. I mean, Interesting. It, it's just... You know, it, it's just tough all the way around, you know, but, but the Dishman High at Texas Southern, I mean, if that didn't come out of left field or the pitcher's batter's box or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know, I mean. Out of the bleachers. Hey, came from the bullpen. We didn't know who they were bringing in. Yeah. <laughs> that, had, well, that had Board of Trustees but, written all over it. But, you know. Being in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I've seen these type of things happen. So I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. But I guess I, I, I will say this, guys, it's 2024. And some of the same things you've seen that you saw back in 1994 and 2004, as far as committees and selecting a coach, AD makes a recommendation. And before then, the committee, it could be three or four. A small committee. They do they go through the process, they make the recommendations, give it to the chancellor. Chancellor doesn't like it. 
And so since started over again, and then all of a sudden, you were shown candidate one, two, and three. Then candidate four comes out of the bullpen. Nobody <laughs> him. And then not only does he come out the bullpen, he gets the number one position in the pitching rotation. <laughs> and so there you have it. Yeah. And you said that. And then, as you guys have stated, when something goes wrong, though, the AD is going to fall on. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about it. He's going to fall on. But then there's guys in the in in, in the small rooms. Well, not mm -hmm. small rooms, big rooms, and they're lavish. Meaning the board, board of regents, board of supervisors. Mm -hmm. They're going to turn their head. Yeah. <laughs> they they weren't involved in it. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, Dishman, I wish him the best in Texas Southern. Because guys, a lot of times people always ask me. You're in one of the largest cities in the country. You and the population is huge. Why not consistent success? I can't answer that. I may have to ask Dr. Cavill about that one. Well, I can, Carlos. I can answer that. I, I can answer part answer of that, that too. I can answer all that from, because of recruiting. The kids that grew up in Houston, they want to get away from home. They don't want they to stay want to there. Get away. Home. Exactly. Right. They, they do not exactly. want to stay there. So that eliminates Texas Southern. Exactly. They've been there eight, 17, 18 years. They've been on a mom and daddy's reign this whole time. I need life. I need to get mm -hmm. away from here. So Texas Southern is not an option. Mm -hmm. Because not has nothing to do with Texas Southern and what they have or don't have. It's just that I grew up in Houston all my life. It's time for me to go somewhere else. Experience something else. Well, because the same, thing, the same thing happens right here in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And Baton Rouge. Why, why, why do we get more kids from mm -hmm. Huntsville? Because they don't want to stay. They've been with mom and daddy. They're trying to get away from them. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're the collateral sure. damage because you're they don't want to stay in this city. So, therefore, they don't come to Alabama A&M. Mm -hmm. Same way in Baton Rouge. Same way everywhere, Wheeler. Yeah, you want but, to make sure you want to make sure that you have a relationship with those kids, you know, right, because so, probably about sixty to seventy percent of them are going to wind up coming back home. Come, come home, That's yeah, yeah. Time, through the you know, and if you've already laid the foundation, you know, look, I, I know it wasn't your first choice, you know, but at the end of the day, if you don't like it where you are, you want to come back. Right. Know that I'm going to welcome you with open arms, la di da, so forth and so on. And uh, you know, a lot of chance, a lot of times you may get some of those kids on the on the back burner. Yep, that's true. Well, well we yeah, have the situation. Well, we, we're in a situation just just the opposite of Wheeler Brown and and Coach Petaway, Huntsville, Alabama, Jackson, Mississippi. We're talking about Lorman, Mississippi. You know, Destiny Brown is one of the best centers in the Southwestern Athletic Conference on the female side. Destiny Brown is from Los Angeles. Destiny Brown loves Alcorn State University. You know, it's right. a rule environment destiny has told me and others that she just you know she wants to get away from la now right. i would love to go to la but mm. destiny brown loves the, the the slow pace of things she loves it at alcorn state university so that to you all's point that's mm. kind of it works the other way for us because we have kids in port gibson fayette natchez vicksburg they want to get away i mean even though some parents are 
really urging their kids to, to stay local. Many of them aren't. But there's some kids from New York. We got a kid on our team from Brooklyn, New York, that, mm-hmm. that loves all corn. So, I mean, it, it, it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to say this, then. That happens in Houston. That happens in Huntsville. Happens in Baton Rouge. So it's not foreign. But I still go back, and then we'll move on. But I still go back. With that being the case, still, if it's happening in other places, why other places have had a little bit more success than Texas Southern? Well, I, I think I think Texas Southern is bit by its more recent history. You know, because, I mean, at the end of the day, Carlos, if you haven't won in a while, you know, you've gotten that, that loser tag kind of stuck, you know, to your behind, that sort of thing and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's going to take a kid that wants to rise to that particular challenge, you know, kids that feel, you know, I can be the one to help turn this around and get it moving in the direction that it needs to go in. You know, ultimately, it's going to take those kind of kids to come in, you know, not just one kid, but, you know, one kid kind of starts the snowball rolling downhill. And, uh, you know, but that's what it's going to take, you know. So, you know, it's it's not a one-year fix, you know, because it's not a one-year problem. You know, this is a problem that's kind of like historic. You know, so it's going to take a, a, a monumental effort in terms of trying to turn that narrative around, you know, in terms of getting those getting those kids uh, uh, in that area to kind of to kind of buy in one one at a time. Well, it's, it, it's interesting, Wheeler. Um, someone in the chat room just said Texas Southern is a is a basketball team. I, I, I mean, a program. They're known more for the basketball I, I, I couldn't disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, they've had some sense in baseball. That that's their mantra. Basketball. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you know, I didn't mean to start mess, but I just wondered why not success when you the third or second largest uh, city in the country, a rich high school talent in the whole state in, in Houston. But you guys have explained that. I, I just, but, I just, but at, the end, I just want to know. at the end of the day, you got to find a way. At the you end of the day, you find a way. If you got sixty-three full scholarships, if you got a, a a good budget in terms of recruiting, things of that nature, where you can go out and find kids, that sort of thing. While you would like for them to be local kids for the most part, if they're not, that's okay. As long as I got the resources to go out there and find them and get them. You know, I, if I got to go to the West Jablipli, you know, to, to find that quarterback that's going to get me over the hump, you know, then I need to be there front and center, you know, and, and look to bring those kind of kids in while I continue to cultivate my home base and ultimately start to get that turned around. Because nothing turns it around like winning, you know. and Winning cares everything. Regardless of where they're coming from. If they start winning, then the local population is going to start to take notice. You know, and at some point in time, they're going to buy in and want to be a part of it also. Texas Southern basketball, a great example of that. Mm-hmm. On that note, we'll stop it there because we're going to um, lose Coach Petaway here in a minute. Um, 
Last week, Alabama State over Mississippi Valley State, 54 to 51. Grambling State uh, defeats Prairie View and them 69 to 63. This was January the 6th. Bethune Cookman over FAMU in the rivalry game, 98 to 86. Jackson State defeats Alcorn State, 88 to 80. Alabama AM over UAPB 63 to 62. And it was Southern over Texas Southern 5851. Um January the 8th. Alabama State over UAPB 83 to 72. Texas Southern bounces back and beats Grambling State 54 to 53. It was Alabama AM over Valley 78 to 70. And Southern over Prairie VM 79 to 58. And then I didn't know Thursday they had a couple of games, but uh, all yep. State over Alabama and them 74 to 71. And um, I was told Wheeler, Coach Petaway, and Charles had they painted the town in Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they had a great time together. <laughs> and it was Jackson State over Alabama State 73 to 63. Coach Petaway, quickly, thoughts on um, last week's games and uh, Thursdays. Well, uh, well, I, I'll start with the Thursday game. Uh, I thought Alcorn came in here uh, on the women's side. I'm going to start with the women first. Mm -hmm. uh, coaches has had a lot of injuries coming into it uh, for Alcorn, but his women played a great basketball game. Alabama A&M's women's team pulled away late to win that game uh, on the women's side. So my hat's off to Coach Richards and her team. And then when it came time to the men, I knew that the defense was going to tell the story in that game. And in that game, Alcorn State's defense, they proved the difference because they turned Alabama A&M over. They made sure that they limited us to one shot. They won the battle of the glass. They won the battle of the glass, and they forced turnovers and scored points off of turnovers. And that's why Alabama A&M came up short in that, in that basketball game. And then down in Montgomery, of course, Jackson State, uh, they tore with Alabama State. The Alabama State men's team would pull close. And then uh, 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 Jackson State, they were just too strong, and they pulled away from it in that game. Yeah, well, it's a long season, uh, Coach Petaway, but you're kind of seeing some things um, trending and uh, what to watch for. But the race is not won by the swiftest. But the one who endures, it's going to be competitive both on the women and the men's side. But, boy, I guess on the women's side, I'm I'm just shocked that Purdue and them just got taken to the woodshed in both games. Jackson State women seem to be strong. Southern University makes a statement, but plenty to go. Wrap it up for us, Coach yeah. Petaway, because I know you got to okay, get out of here. On the women's side, on the women's side today, Carlos, I'm interested to see what Gramlin does down at Bethune Cook on the women's side. Mm. You know, I, I think that I think that's going to be a big game. And then also here in Huntsville with Jackson State, how you know our ladies play well at home. They've only lost one game in two years in here, so mm. I'm interested to see if they will put up the fight against Alabama. Or I'm sorry, against. Uh, Jackson State's women, and and that's today. And then on on Monday, on Monday, of course, uh, Southern, your women, the Jaguars go into Bethune Cookman. That'll be the game of the week. That'll be the game on Monday on the women's side. And then when when you look at the uh, 
when you look at the men's side, let me get it to switch over here real quick. Uh, I'm looking forward to once again, Grambling down at Bethune. Out of Bethune, Cookman men, are they for real? Grambling's a team that will be able to let us know whether or not they're, they're, they're real. And at the same time, Southern is on the road. They've been they've won their two games at home. Can they go on the road in the squack and win at FAMU? That's the game that I'll be looking for uh, today. Another interesting game today will be Jackson State here at Alabama A&M. And as I speak, Alabama A&M is on the floor now. Uh, and then, of course, uh, on, on Monday, Alabama A&M and Alabama State will be playing down in Mobile. And then uh, Southern will be – your men Southern will be at Bethune-Cookman. And that will be a very interesting game because, uh, you know, Bethune-Cookman's men had a very, very productive non-conference schedule. They did a great job in non-conference. So will that translate to conference wins? We will find out this weekend because they got Gramlin and Southern coming coming into Bethune, into Daytona Beach. So I think uh, this – I don't think there's a clear-cut favorite, you know, going into the season. On the women's side, they got Jackson State where they're showing that they, they still have a good team, uh, and I'll get a chance to see them firsthand here in a few minutes. But on, on the men's side, you know, the preseason, they picked Texas Southern. I don't know. Texas Southern is struggling right now. And so on the men's side, it's wide open. It's wide open. Gremlin has so many new faces. Uh, they got uh, Jalen Johnson down there. Who, who was playing the post for him, and, and he's doing pretty good now. And I knew if Coach Jackson got his hands on him that he would turn him back into the stud that he was before he left the conference. So uh, he's rounding into shape, rounding into their offense. So it's going to be interesting on the men's side for the rest of the season. Well, Coach Petaway, we look forward to talking with you next week and get your take on all of the action. I'll just say one word, defense. Yep. Defense, the teams that can play defense, let's see where they're at at the halfway point. Right. Defense travels. See, you defense will go on the road. If you can play defense, see, that that's what I was so impressed about. I'm gonna go back to Coach Bussey. I, I just like the guy because of his the defensive, the defensive pressure that he applies to team. And man, to sit there on that sideline and watch him uh play six or seven defense different defenses. In one game, Carlos, it made me want to get back in coaching, man, because that's what I like. <laughs> I like seeing people do that. And Coach Bussey came in here and did that. And I told him after the game, too. I, I congratulated him because uh, I did get a chance to talk to him before the game. And I told him then, I mm -hmm. said, you know, Coach, uh, you remind me so much of myself with your style of coaching. And then, man, to watch that team in person, as long as his defense stays strong, he's going to be in it, man. Well, I'm all, I, I'm already set to go to the budget director <laughs> and, and and try to make a trip. You know, with my with my health condition now, I got to be careful. But guess what? I know for a fact that Alcorn can't wait to see Coach Johnson and Southern coming to that to that arena. And yep. you're talking about two defensive minded coaches. Yep. I may have to see if I can get uh, Willard from uh, Willard from Baltimore to come down. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. Coach Fenway, have a great broadcast. We'll talk with you next week. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. All righty.
Well, I missed my top of the hour timeout, so uh, I'll have to beg producer Emeritus Melanie to not put me in the timeout room. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll take a timeout. We're going to add another guest, Roman's vote plan, and um, we still have some more swag basketball, and then we'll talk with him. His um, collegiate days is over with, but I've been impressed with this young man. He's still helping recruit kickers and punters everywhere, and he continues uh, to support Southern University with talking with uh, young uh, men and women that want to uh, further their collegiate career. That and much more coming up. And by the way, Morehouse and Allen uh, University at 2 p.m. right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, you feel free uh, to watch it at mybcn.net. It's where they can watch. Will, that's uh, some good conference play there. Morehouse and Allen. You kind of know about that that scenario, that, that setting between uh, those uh, universes. But we'll come back. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com We're back! It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban Nerd Con. 
our heroes, our villains, our stories. Everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories. Everyone's con. See you there. This week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Uh, joined by Charles Atman of the Allcorn State Radio Network, Willa Brown. Willa, before the show is over, I got to ask you a pointed question I want to answer. It's kind of NFL playoffs. Baltimore Ravens. You don't have to answer right now, but before the show is over with. Super Bowl champions 2024. Think about it before you answer it. <laughs> oh, well, now you gotta gotta turn your mic open. <laughs> no, no, sir. All the way, all the way. <laughs> Rams in Baltimore. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't say anything because. Uh, <laughs> My, my NFL team fans are trying to get raise money to put on a, a bulletin board yeah. and in New Orleans about fire Dennis yeah. Allen. Yeah. So I don't have yeah. a, a dog in the hunt now. Uh, another year, another disappointment. Yeah. We shall see. Um, <laughs> Back to SWAC basketball. And uh, by the way, Robins Bowplane, he will join us in a few minutes um, here at, on the Carlos Brown Show. But uh, Charles and Wheeler, uh, the basketball race, it, it it's going to be interesting. And, and once again, you've got to take care of business at home and then try to at least split a play 500 above on the road. That recipe will never change in this, in this conference and, and as Coach Petaway put it, some important games this Saturday and Monday. And, and by the way, uh, Martin Luther King holiday this, this Monday. Let's not forget uh, the man, but also his uh, mission in life that still his dream is still needs some work. And it's not finished yet. So I just kind of wanted to say that and uh, mention that. But uh, this SWAC basketball uh, race, guys, uh, it's going to be interesting to follow uh, throughout the conference race. And before you know it, we talk about it being, you know, a long race. But, man, that time moves quickly. 
before you know it, it'll be tournament time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and just you're talking about trying to defend your crown, the regular season coach champs grambling. And, you know, we, we won our first game, Carlos, in 63 days the other night. Oh, you, you were excited. I, I caught the last few minutes. You were excited about it. Three days, the last time we won a basketball game. Wow. And we did it. Yeah, we did it in, a, I think it was October, no, November the 8th was the last time we won a game. And that was against Xavier of Louisiana. So that was our first D1 win. That was our first win in 63 days. We'll take it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is a, it is a slog. And this Alcorn team kind of reminds me of TSU last year. You know, TSU started out 0-5, even though we're not going to yeah. start that. Mm-hmm. It's about what happens in late February and into March. If you're peaking at that time and playing well at that time, no one thought Texas Southern was even going to get in the tournament last year, and they did, and you saw what happened. I think this Braves team's not there yet. I think defensively still got some work to do. We got enough scoring, but – Right now, just being tough and having the right attitude day in and day out. Every practice, Landon Bussey just is so focused and so strong and so determined with every practice, every shoot around. You got to have that tough mindset. We're not there yet. It was a good start the other night, but we'll we'll see. I mean, I, I think for us, we're getting a lot of our road games out of the way. We got three in a row on the road. We're playing the two of the three. We got to go to Florida in a couple of weeks. So the schedule flips. And the team that can take care of home split on the road will be right there at the end, I think, for the regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. Willard, quietly as it kept, although it's early, I was impressed with Jackson State men. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we, we, we know about the women, but the pride. men. Mo's doing a good job. He's doing mm-hmm. a good job. I was surprised because, you know, just based off his Alabama State resume, I, I wasn't looking for too much, you know, coming coming from him. But uh just seems like he's he's done a decent job of you know trying to turn that thing around. Here's what's yeah. scary about that, uh Wheeler Brown. Their best player is out for the year. They got a transfer in Ruffin, who was really good at Ole Miss. Things didn't work out there. Transferred to Jackson State. I think he, he hurt his knee, blew out his knee, and he's done for the year. And yet Jackson's got all this scoring. They've got scoring that that, that they're not using because they're hurt, and yet they still can find a way to score. So I, I think wow. Williams, I think he's getting very comfortable, and they got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of weapons they can throw at you, so they're going to be a tough out. Wow. And, and and I like where Southern is at. When we had Coach Johnson on, he said, look, they could have picked us sixth, seventh, or eighth, but quietly. I put, I, I put Southern and Jackson State kind of in the same category. Let's see what success they have when they go on, on the road. Mm-hmm. But 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 for Southern University, not a lot of expectations uh, from the prognosticators. Yours truly, I always expect top performances and top finishes. But that's yeah. just me. You know, sometimes I'm delusional. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. But 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 I, I kind of like where they are. And in the non-conference. And even if Willa Brown was the AD, we knew they would have had a tough schedule in non-conference. <laughs> they were able to get some 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 good victories in there. But overall, both on the men's and women's side, I'm re- it's really nice that they've got some good quality non-conference wins. And, and, and let me quickly move to the women's side. 
Southern impressive wins, but Jackson State and UAPB. Hmm. Got got to watch them. I mean, they have been done. And then Bethune Cookman women. Yeah. Oh boy, it, it, it's gonna be some good some good mm-hmm. uh, finishes and good competition uh, through this conference season. I would say on the women's side, Carlos, Jackson State, you know, they don't have the Amisha Williams holiday. They don't have that go-to, but they got a lot of depth. Hmm. They've got a lot of depth, and this is probably the deepest team um, that that their coach has had in a long time, and, and they can just beat you in a lot of different ways. So they're going to be a tough out, but you can't you can't discount what Coach Brown has done at UAPB, beating Arkansas and doing some other good things. Arkansas well, State. I think that Jackson, I've heard some fans say if, if, if they got the time and the money, they would love to see that Jackson State UAPB game, whether in Pine Bluff or in Jackson. That that's going to be one of the games of the year on the women's side in the SWAC. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that. Um, but you know, Will, I, I always say the team that is consistent throughout the regular season. You know, I'm big on regular season mm-hmm. tournament championship. Uh, okay, it's good. Uh, but I don't get the excitement like in the, the regular season. Mm-hmm. A team, a team that can overcome adversity because you're going to have some during the season but the most consistent team will get it done you know we talk about defense win championships in football rightly so but in basketball at some point too that holds true you got to play great defense but you got to be able to put that ball in the hole at at certain times right you're exactly right I've always said half court offense and half court defense wins championships on the on the basketball level. You know, because it's true. playoff time, the pace slows, you know, you don't see as much uh fast break, you know, as you as, like you do during the regular season. You know, uh, uh teams are cherishing every possession, you know, on both the offense and the and the defensive ends of the floor. And uh, you know, you gotta you gotta come ready to play. Very much so because, uh, you know, you can't go up and down. I know you have the style that you want to be up-tempo, but can you, when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, it's kind of like in football, you get in that red zone. Mm-hmm. Can you be efficient enough to get it done? On the mm-hmm. basketball coach, uh, coach uh, Court Charles, yeah. can you get that tough basket when you need to be? Can you make that stop? Yeah. Can you even go to the free throw line in a pressure uh-huh. situation uh-huh. And, and, and get make two free throws to win the ball game? Uh-huh. Yeah, those are some of the things you have to you just have to do. Consistency. Yeah, I, I would say offensively, as far as consistency, I mean it's only been a couple of games, but Jackson State's got the scoring. But can they stop people? You know, we 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 didn't get it done offensively and defensively for that matter. We gave up 88 points. That's the most comp the, the most points we've given up in a SWAC game under Landon Bussy since his first year, which was the COVID year. Uh-huh. Um and so you know we we know it's about defense, but Jackson State's got scoring all over the lot and uh some nights they're going to be on fire, but if you can slow them down just a little bit and be a little bit efficient offensively, you got a shot. But Jackson's got a lot of pieces for sure. On that note, we'll take a quick timeout and uh, we'll transition to our next uh, guest um, during the break. I'll look into the uh, chat room. Boy, chat room is it's busy. It is busy. Uh, but we appreciate everyone tuning in and, and having a conversation in the chat room. More of the Carlos Brown Show after this timeout right here 
on the Black College Sports Network. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Barely Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, for the Urban Nerd Con. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interest and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton, Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper Bounty picks up messes quicker And each sheet is two times more absorbent So you can use less He's an eight He's a nine Bounty, the quicker picker-upper From novice to aficionado Find yourself here High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. 
Welcome back to this week's edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. We're going to add uh, another guest, uh, Robin's bow plane, and Charles Edmonds, don't go after him because I know <laughs> you remember him from Alcorn State and then finish, finishing up his career at uh, uh, Southern University. But um, I'm just kind of impressed. After his eligibility is up, I, I see him on social media, and he's still uh, trying to help uh, some young student-athletes and special teams land a place. And also, uh, he's continuing to recruit, and I'll, I'll term it that way, uh, uh, for Southern Southern University. Uh, so we'll we'll bring in uh, Mr. Bo Plan uh, in, in one second here. But um, I, I just – uh, wanted to talk with him, get him back on. We had him on the show uh, previously, and, and there he goes. Um, now, Mr. Bo Plan, I guess I should have called him that <laughs> in his, his playing days. But, uh, sir, how you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, we're, we're, we're doing fine. Uh, let, let me ask you this. Are you still practicing, uh, exercising, keeping in, in shape, and, and – do you plan on trying to extend your career maybe at, at, at the professional level? Yes, sir. Uh, it doesn't stop, honestly. I mean, uh, working out, I love doing that. And uh, obviously, uh, only God knows where my football career is going to end. Uh, I'd like to keep a positive uh, mindset, um, try to keep going as long as I can. I know my college career is, is over with, but um, I still got the Legacy Bowl uh, that's coming up in February. So uh, I will be practicing and keep waiting for that. Yes, sir. And look, that 2023 football season for Southern University, I'm sure it didn't end quite the way that you wanted to, but I'm sure you were able to, you know, find some good things that happened for uh, yourself personally and the team uh, in in 2023, uh, your last uh, collegiate football season at Southern University. Yeah, um, honestly, uh, we all have team goals right but let's be real we also all have individual goals um that's something i didn't reach honestly uh that's one thing that i always state in the back of my head is winning a um being an all-swipe team i did um i felt that i was one if not the best player in this fight but at the end of the day mm-hmm. um everything goes about uh the stats uh, unfortunately i mean i was top three in the swipe for um playing your average but you you only get two guys um for all swipe but um, as far as the team goes, we all wanted to go to the SWAT championship, try to go repeat last year, because like last year we came out on the way. But unfortunately, this year, it didn't end the way you want, we wanted to. But um, but there's still things that uh, I do felt, feel like we were closer this year as a team. Um, unfortunately, there was a lot of controversial things, but everything happens for a reason, honestly. So um, yeah, I try not to stay negative and just see the positive in it. Mm-hmm. There's the good things. Uh, even in the bad things, there's always a positive. So I, I just look in the positive. Right. Because, Robins, you can, what you guys went through last year, you still can apply that to life because life is, it, it, it's the same thing. You have your ups and downs professionally, individually, but it, it's, it's how you bounce back. And so, you, yeah, you could take last season and your time at Southern University, it was positive, and you could take it to the next level. Yeah, one thing my uh, one of my uncles, he's a businessman. One thing he always says, don't look at 
what looks like your losses as as a negative thing just look at it as a learning process right so um i'm sure there's things that we could have done differently but um at the end of the day um we, we can just like you said uh, see it as a learning process for for life and try to help us uh, as young men also like we there's some of us it definitely hit hard and i see i'm sure you know with the coaching and stuff um the things that happen but um you leave, you learn. So we, we, we just took it as a learning process and just keep keep moving. And, and Charles and Wheeler, one thing else I'm impressed about him, because on social media, I, I try not to be on there a whole lot, but I, I am on there. And and just a roving still when someone commits to the football program, he reaches out to him, and I see him, you know, helping out whichever way he can. That's that's remarkable and, and and that's leaving your mark on Southern University after your eligibility is up so I just want to say thank you on the collegiate level as well so yeah you ought to be commended for that yeah definitely thank you very much I mean I'm I love every school, honestly. Uh, even Oakland State, I know uh, I had to stand at Oakland State as well. I love, I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charles, take your head up. <laughs> I love, I love it. Yeah, everything happens for a reason. And um, I still got great relationship with the coaches and the, the staff at Oakland as well. I spoke to um, uh, uh, Coach Fred, I believe, a couple of weeks ago, like, working to try mm. to get, get them a punter over there at Oakland. So, so I still got a good relationship. I never try to bring uh, burn bridges in the city. You learn in life. That, um, I know things didn't work out at Alcorn. I didn't finish my career there, which wasn't my intent. I wanted to finish my career. At, every, every time you go, you go for four years. You don't go for a year or two. Like every single time you commit somewhere, you plan to be there for as long as you can. Um, unfortunately, it ended how we wanted, but uh, that's one thing for sure. Like I, I, I kept it professional. I stayed in contact with the coaches. I still got great contact with them and uh, uh with me playing uh stop playing college football i, I still want to leave my mark honestly because i remember getting recruited out of high school it was really tough um which is intention because you gotta understand that a lot of us try to play college football a certain amount of guys doesn't make it you know what I'm saying? so uh, i want to use my relationship with those coaches and to try to get those athletes to college that's that's the plan it's not a coach per se it's just but reviewing you've reviewing those guys films like i know what it takes to be uh, a division one football uh, not just division one but a college well, student athlete so um i will do what i can use my resources to try to get those guys um, into college football and especially southern university which is <laughs> that's where i graduated so. now with that being said now that your eligibility is up now you can offer your opinions on different topics so on this show you know we, we do that as well Definitely. and now i'm going to involve will and, and charles back with this um texas southern has a new football coach you interacted with uh texas southern uh football players and then also andrew body finds a, a new football home uh give us your perspective on uh texas southern finally now hiring a a, a football coach uh, I'm a I'm a professional, but honestly, I I thought it, it took longer than I expected. Honestly, um, if I'm being honest, I mean, good thing I guess I'm not the AD at Texas Southern because 
If I was, we'll, we'll I, leave that to Wheeler from the AD. <laughs> Good thing I'm not the AD over there because I mean I felt like it was a no brainer. Honestly, if I was to choose uh, a guy like Coach McNair, I mean with the mm -hmm. history that that he has, um, I mean he's the he's a winner. Uh, that's one thing for sure. Like um, I, I remember my last game at Alcorn. Um, not when I was playing Alcorn. I went Southern play against Alcorn. I spoke with Coach McNair for about five minutes. I mean. Um, He's a great guy. I love I love playing for Coach McNair. Honestly, I thought he had a wonderful resume. So I thought he was mm -hmm. going to get a brand when it comes to hiring um, at Texas Southern. But unfortunately, they had other plans. But um, for Andrew Body, uh, honestly, um, that dude is an, an athlete. I remember my first year when I we played. He was Southern versus Texas Southern. This dude literally put the team on his back. <laughs> and um, I was excited. I was excited for him. Honestly, I spoke to him yesterday. I texted him yesterday. I told him congratulations. We were, we were uh, talking for a little bit, and um, I mean, I'm excited to see what those young men continue to do and um, and and the swag. Honestly, I'm glad he stayed in the swag because he he did have a couple offers uh, outside the swag. So I'm glad we, we were able to keep the talent in the swag and try to keep the uh, bringing the swag up and stuff. Well, Charles and Wheeler, we kind of talked about it in an hour number one. Um, Robins at Alabama State. I, I I think that really helps Alabama State tremendously, particularly okay. on the on the offensive side, because they kind of have their struggles like some other teams in the mm -hmm. in, in the conference. I'm not ready to say it puts them number one. I wouldn't do that. But um, as far as him at Alabama State, do you see it as a as a good fit? Definitely, honestly. I mean, I felt like Alabama State, the only thing they were, not the only thing, but one thing they were missing was that the offensive edge, right? I mean, he's going to bring it. Uh, I, I've always felt Alabama State is really good defensively. So, I mean, Andrew Body, honestly, I felt like he have, I feel like he has the ability to help change the offense from, to, to get them where they need to be, honestly. I think it's going to be a good competition with, with them and – Okay, well, we got to see where FAMU goes from now, though. I mean, um, uh, the, uh, yeah, so we just got to see. Yeah. We have to see where, go, where FAMU goes from now because uh, FAMU was a, t a tough team to beat, honestly. I felt like they were in, in the league of their own uh, last year. And um, we'll see what happens with the coaching change now. But um, if FAMU does fell off a little yeah. bit, so we'll see. It might be for the East. It might be, who knows? It might be a little mistake. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, now, uh, now I'm going to add this. Now I'm really involved, Wheeler, uh, Brian, the AD. You, you're a student athlete, and uh, a lot of times on this show, uh, Robins, we 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 talk about the decisions and the decision makings of the AD. And sometimes I think we have to sit back. And I know for myself personally, what do the student athletes think about the decisions that AD makes? Sometimes the political aspect that comes into it does does a student athlete wonder in your opinion why don't they ask us what we think more about some of these these decisions like a coach you know the transfer portal all of that give us your thoughts on the student athlete do y'all consider that no one really kind of asks you guys what you think is best for you guys? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I wish it was like that. Um, Cause let's be honest, uh, when the whole coaching change all happened with um, Southern University, right? 
with Coach Dooley and uh, ended up getting fired and stuff. Um, I remember it was a it was a sad day, honestly, especially for me because um, I I I love Coach Dooley. I'm like I love Coach Dooley. Um, I had a had a great time, good relationship with him. So when the whole thing happened, I remember. Um, I'm, I can't. I can't discuss everything that had happened in the meeting, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I felt like I wish we had a a little bit more say. So honestly, because honestly, I feel like to me, I felt they should have let him at least finish the last game. Uh, just mm-hmm. let us ride out with him. Um, but the thing is, honestly, I have a great relationship with all these coaches. So as much as I felt bad that Coach Lee got fired, but honestly, I felt like it wasn't all on him, right? It wasn't all on him. It's it's on us too. I know at the end of the day. The, um, those coaches, they have a lot of stress and uh, to to win and stuff. But it's it's on us players as well to go out there and execute what those coaches need us to execute. Honestly, um, I don't feel like we executed at the highest level. Honestly, so it's not all on him. But at the end of the day, though, um, I wish we got a little say so when it comes to the hiring stuff. But I was happy as well because my special coordinator, which is Coach Graves, he ended up getting the ended up going, getting the head coaching job. So although I was mad, Coach Dooley got fired. Um, but I was also excited because you guys got the job as well. So I guess it was a little sad then happy at the same time. You know what I'm saying? But like right. you said, though, I wish we did get to say so when it comes to um, hiring for stuff. Because at the end of the day, we don't want that have to go out there and play. Without us athletes going out there and play, there's no football. I'm just saying. But so. And, and, it's, it's, that's and not Carlos, good. I like to interject. Mm-hmm. I, I like to interject. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of times... You know, while it may appear that the student athlete has no voice, mm-hmm. you know, I would kind of disagree with mm-hmm. that. I think they do have a voice, but you know, I think the major thing is that they are oblivious to all of the little things that are going on within the program. So there are a lot of things that they're not privy to, you know, in terms of the decision-making process in terms of you know what the ad or the athletic administration uh is up to or the reason why they make you know the decisions that they make that sort of thing and a lot of times from an ad's point of view there's only so much you can delve into in terms of letting student athletes know Mm -hmm. exactly what's going on within the program I mean, but you know, you you want them to know that they do have a voice. Yeah, I mean, because you know, as Robins was saying, without them, there's no us. And mm-hmm. you know, so there's there'll never be a doubt about that at all. You know, at at the end of the day, you hope that that trust factor is high, and that you know, the student athlete trusts the athletic administrators to uh, make the best decision that's going to be for them ultimately, you know, but from an athletic administration point of view, you know, the the student athlete is a piece of that particular puzzle. And there's so many pieces to that puzzle that go into that decision-making process. And, you know, I don't know that, you know, you equate like this is 20%, this is 30%, this is 50%, that sort of thing. You know, from an athletic administration point of view, you got to take all that stirred in the pot and, you know, hopefully come out with the with the right decision at, at the end of the day. With, and I understand that point. I understand both. 
perspectives. At the end of the day, is there an open door policy where, you know, student athletes can come and talk mm -hmm. to the a the AD? Mm -hmm. and, gotta be. Right. And wouldn't it be imperative that you let them on in on the things that you can, not everything, but the things that mm -hmm. they can, just that communication? Oh, definitely. You definitely have to. There's no doubt about that. No doubt about that at all, because, you know, the only way that you're going to find the, the feel the temperature of your programs is through your student athletes. You know, they're the ones that's going to sit down with you and tell you exactly what's going on in the programs, you know, how they feel about, you know, the way that they're being treated, that sort of thing. Uh, if there are any violations or anything going on within the programs, you know, nine times out of 10 callers, you're going to find out about it because a student athlete uh, brought it to the table or said something about it. You know, because, you know, we, we all know coaches are going to be very protective you know, that sort of thing and stuff. And, you know, they're not going to do anything to, you know, damage their standing in your eyes or anything like that. You know, but you find for the most part, the kids are going to pretty much kind of tell it like it is. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you welcome that and, and you want that, you know, from them. So it always behooves you as an administrator to keep an open door policy, you know, to, to where the kids feel that they can walk up to you at any time and, you know, talk to you about X, Y, Z, that sort of thing. And they know, you know, Mr. Brown's got an open door policy, you know, and, and they spread the word. You know, you got a problem, got an issue, you know, you need to go on and, 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 and talk to Mr. Brown about it, that sort of thing. And so, you know, those those things are, are very, very important, Carlos, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, that's why I brought it up. And, 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 and Charles, we'll get you in here. Um, we had a question in the uh, chat room. Uh, Robins, uh, Mr. Boplain, uh, are you considering a uh, coaching career? <laughs> uh, you know, if is that something you thought about? Um, most definitely. I mean, I would love to coach one day, maybe later down the road. Um, but never, never. So we'll see where God leads me, obviously. Uh, and if I was to do so, I mean, I was right now, like, I love flag football, honestly. I love flag football. So, that um, I would love if I was to do so, it would be somewhere in the swag, just because I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy uh, seeing the swag elevate, seeing the swag uh, get better, uh, not just Southern University. So mm -hmm. I can see I'm very um, active on social media when it comes to uh, Twitter and stuff like that. And I don't just talk about Southern University, I talk about other schools, right. just because mm -hmm. I would love to see the swag elevate and get to a level where you know say we all feel proud about that we like yo we just brought this up there you know what i'm saying so anything that i can do honestly anywhere on this um that would be that would be exciting for sure especially starting versus i mean we distended so <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh well I, I i would agree with that but charles go ahead well rubens i i have to say you know you you've heard this time heals all wounds right uh -oh. <laughs> and so, <laughs> over a period of time, I've I've had my wounds healed. Oh, <laughs> so, no. uh, Rubens, you and I are good. Yeah, I was I, I was kind of wondering, would we be good? Yeah. We weren't until we are now good. So hey, we are good. Um, 
I want to ask you about that Southern Alcorn game at Alcorn. That was one of the games of the year. Uh-oh. Oh, last year, right, Charles? Yeah. Oh, that was tough. Talk about that, just the atmosphere. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of hype and build up. A, a, a guy, Keenan Leachman, who was recruited by Southern, well, didn't recruit him. I don't he like had it. A big game. Talk, talk a little bit about that atmosphere, just coming back to Spanks Castle Stadium. That was one of the big games of the year. I, I honestly, I, I was excited. I'm not gonna lie. Um, before the season even started, but that was the game. I was like, I can't wait for this game. Every game is important, but I circle that game. If I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, I circle that game. I'm like, that's the game. Um, I was excited about, and honestly, the coaches knew it and they felt it because the week of that game, I remember I was probably the most energetic. You probably never seen a punter be most energetic, but I was the most energetic guy on, on that field, and and um. The coaches felt it, and I remember before the game started. Uh, that's one thing for sure. Like where I feel like Coach Graves gonna excel as the, at the uh, head coaching position, because because he's approachable. He knows how to um, instill confidence in guys, right, and and make you feel calm on the seat. Because I think day we all go out there to be great on the seat. You don't go in the field like you know what I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna suck today. You know what I'm saying? We all go in the field and try to be great. So I remember he can see it, the fire in my eyes and. He didn't want me to feel like I had this thing where I had to put the, you know, saying the the team because obviously you feel like you do so much, right? But you really don't. As a punter, you just go out there, you just punt the ball, do your part, and you can see it. I remember the pregame; I was going out there trying to punt the ball 60, 70 yards, but <laughs> yeah, he's just warm up. Like that was, just, yeah. He's like, the game haven't started yet. He's like, but again, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just because I was like, I was so excited and ready to go, and I remember. um Coach Powell, like it. I remember when I was uh, walking on the field and stuff, going one walk. I didn't even say anything to none of those other coaches. I remember I saw him. I didn't even say hi to them. ever. just because I had, I, I wanted to be awkward so bad. I wanted to be awkward so bad, and um, I was trying to. I was running the ball over the end zone, one walk, just funny and far. And Coach, I remember Coach Grace was back to me. He's like, "Hey, man." Like, you know, what I'm saying? yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I wanted it, you just slow it down. And then I, at this time, I was like, that is true. I was like, hey, let me just be me, right? Be me, be me. Don't have to do anything crazy. Unfortunately, the game didn't how we wanted to, but I'm proud to say, though, um, I had a really great game that game. I remember I had a really great game that game. That was just me personally. Um, and I was like, I wanted, I did what I wanted to do, honestly, uh, because the turnover, I remember the first punt. Yeah, I really thought I really thought we had him. Honestly, after that, I was like, "Yeah, we got him. I, we we got him." Because I remember the first one, fumble. We we covered. Yeah. We, we went ahead and just caught the ball. Uh, the game. Uh, we we went up first. I was excited, honestly, because I remember and that was a struggle for us. Honestly, like to score first, and, and we did. We scored first, and um, but that Kenan Leachman guy, honestly, I don't know what's wrong with him. Um, <laughs> he ended up getting two picks against us. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this guy till this day. I'm just playing. No, I understand the, the, the situation. And, you know, unfortunately, the position you play individually, you, you, you're punting a lot. That means the offense is, is struggling. Mm-hmm. But um, talk about Brandon Bax, um, Braxton. Um, Griffin, he had uh, a field goal. Against Texas Southern, what fifty-four Man. yards? Yeah. Said all this to say this: um, special teams 
are so important. They lose your ball game, they can win your ball game. But just talk, talk about uh, your, your teammates, uh, Braxton and, and Griffin, how special they were. Honestly, that's the thing, though. Um, when it comes to special teams, um, like you said, you win and you can lose your special team as well. But we, one thing Coach Griffin always tells us is don't be the reason we lose the game. Like, he always tells us that hey, it was a good time when special teams Don't be the reason that the team lose. So, and but even though he put the pressure on us to perform well, but he also instilled the confidence where he's just not always just strict, but sometimes big jokes with us. You know what I'm saying? I special special teams. It's, I'll say eighty percent of of the uh, of just going out there and play. It's it's all mental. It's all mental. So um, there's a lot of guys you see that have the talent when, but we get in the field. He doesn't perform as well when it comes to special teams, right? That's because you're on your head so much. You want to look great, uh, and you go out there, you don't do as well as you want. And um, but it comes with before the season even started. I remember we just everywhere we go, we took it. Me, Braxton, and and um, um Josh, and also we have a, a young guy and Jaden uh, Dominguez. Uh, he's a young guy as well. We try to keep him on. Like if you look in the game, every single time in the sideline, we all together. We're always together in the same mm -hmm. track. But you might see it, you think it's little, but it's, it's, it's the little things that matter, honestly. It's the, it's the, uh, um, the togetherness. I mean, everything we did was together. We had apartments together, all these things. So uh, when it comes to the field, it just we just go out there, do our jobs. We'll see. I remember when that 54-year-old is against Texas Southern. Uh, it was weird because it's like we knew he was going to go in. Uh, um, because we, I remember... That was the best snap I've ever seen Braxton snap, honestly. Best snap. And we were going against the wind. That's a tough kick. So you're yeah. talking about mm -hmm. with the wind, that's even tough. <laughs> against the wind, that's even tougher, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember the per like perfect snap. I didn't, I didn't even have to spin the laces, cut the ball, put it down. I look at the ball, I'm like, dude, I don't even have to spin it. So like, they were, did this and I just put it down. And all I heard was the boom. <laughs> well, ain't no way this dude just blast that ball like that. It gives the win. That's a great <laughs> kick. That was a, that was an amazing. That's one of the best best kicks I've ever been a, a part of. Honestly, I mean, fifty four yards against the win is is amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I I was in shock to be honest with you because you know, tough situation, a long field goal, and to get it done, and then the stadium uh, just erupts. So. Saw how we we talked about it earlier. Although the goals you, you weren't able to reach, but there were some things within the season that you can look back on in, in years from now. Hey, I was a part of that, and um, we, we 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 overcame. And that was a tough ball game because Texas Southern really, yes, you know, were, uh, played uh, put it this way, played well, and I'm sure they thought they had it. That they, they did. I'm not gonna lie, because I remember they were celebrating already, even when we were doing the kick. I remember I looked in the, the sideline, and then there was a dude in the field. He was talking, <laughs> talking the whole time to me, trying to. Oh, he's he's not gonna make it. Yeah, he's not yeah. gonna make it. Yeah. <laughs> he like, hey yo, you're not gonna catch the ball. I'm like, bro, I look at him, and then I, at the end of the day, like I wanted to say something back, but at the end of the day, we just gotta go out there and do a job. So I look, I didn't say nothing back. I was just go ahead and do my job, but. They honestly, they thought they were the game. Honestly, I don't think nobody like it, it, except for us thought he was gonna make the game because he was against the win, against the win of fifty-four. Wow. That's the thing, against the win. So that was a huge moment. Honestly, um, I think it's a huge uh, confidence booster for Josh as well going for ne uh, next year. Now he knows he can make any kick. Honestly, against the win with the win, he's he's making a lot of it. 
You're absolutely right. Well, we got about five minutes left on this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. Uh, visiting with Robin's bow player, former uh, punter uh, for Southern University. Now we'll switch gears if we can. Uh, Robins, do you have an NFL team you follow? The Ravens. Go, baby. <laughs> wait a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Charles, is this a conspiracy? <laughs> I, di- I didn't know this. Well, with that, <laughs> hey, well, Charles, Charles, your team is still in the in the in the, in the, in the they are in the playoffs. My team is not, so I'll I, I'll just say this: Ravens, number one team in the NFL right now. Do they get it done? The yeah. And we're not like the Cowboys, you know. They think that like every year, the year for them. So, <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Rubens, we were good. Rubens, uh, <laughs> we were good. I, I had forgiven you. I had moved on, and now you're back in the call. I'm a Rams fan. Ravens and Rams in the Super Bowl. I would love that. I'd love to get you on if that happens. Hey, that's happening. Yeah, I would love to make that happen. Rubens, you were good until you just said that. Uh-oh. Ed Riley's calling me. He doesn't like those odds in the man. But, but to be honest, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, a yeah. tough defense. Um, it, I guess if you had a power ranking right now, guys, they are number number yes. one. Now, two and yeah. three, there will be some debates and discussions about that. Yeah. But um, big game tonight, Kansas City and Miami. Mm-hmm. Kansas City. I got that. Their mantra, Miami, kind of new on the block and a lot of talent. Can they go into play Kansas City and, and Robins? Can 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 Miami go in there and, and win tonight at Kansas I'm, City? Uh, I'm rooting for Miami, uh, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Miami, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Though. Carlos, I don't know if you see this. You probably don't. Uh-huh. It's zero degrees. Forecasted in Kansas City. I saw that. I, <laughs> zero, <laughs> negative thirty wind chill. And, and, and in Buffalo, it's over. They're, they're Florida boys. They're not used to that. I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, used yeah. To that. yeah. Zero. Gonna be rough. Gonna be rough. <laughs> yeah. Good luck But I'm, I'm gonna be rooting for uh, um, Miami, though, honestly, because I do like. I, I am as well. Yeah. So, um, but will it happen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. San, Will San Francisco and the Ravens? Yes, we've got two minutes left uh, on this week's edition of the Coles Brown Show. I so, think that's what it's going to be at the end of the day. You know, uh, the my only uh, downfall is that anytime the Ravens have a week off, when they when they, when it's time to play again, they they start a little rusty. sluggish. Rusty. So I'm really really worried about that, regardless of who they're playing come next week. I'm worried about them getting off to a to a sluggish start. Yes. Yeah, but uh, if they're on all cylinders, Carlos, they're they're tough out. Definitely. There's no doubt about that. You know, I don't I don't see a quote unquote real weakness there. You know, unless Lamar's having an off day and he's slinging it all over the place or just trying to do too much. <laughs> uh, but uh, I just I just think they got they got all the pieces there right now. And we add yeah, I think they, they shored up the receiver spot. 
you know, and got them got some adequate, more better than adequate uh, receivers now. And uh, I, I just think they're just going to be a tough out all the way around. Charles, we we got less than a minute left. Quickly. I have no comment at this time. We will be we'll have a little discussion <laughs> next week about this. <laughs> we don't have no time. Maybe next year, Charles. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. <laughs> we don't have enough time on this edition of the Carlos Brown show to get into that. <laughs> Maybe next year. On that note, I want to thank all of the guests on today's show. Roman's Bow Plan, Willa Brown, Coach Van Petaway. I want to thank producer Emeritus Melody. Melanie with um, a great bang-up job as well. Don't forget, like, share, hit the notification button for Black High Sports Network and the Carlos Brown Show. Again, coming up, as I look on my chart here, Morehouse and, and Allen at 2 p.m. Eastern time is coming up. Until next Saturday. Another edition of the Carlos Brown Show right here on the Black College Sports Network. Peace and God bless. <laughs>